picture shit. This ain't a dream, we really live this shit. Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most live. Hey, hey. Hey, what's going on, Alex? And everybody in the chat. We are back. Silver screen. I'm Alex. Some people call me the fantasy football hustler. Yes, they do. So I hear, and it's true. <laughs> Nelson Tynes here in LA, Hollywood uh, actor, amongst yeah. other things. Yes. And our homie Scott will be here soon. <laughs> Shout out to the chat. Let's see. We got Antonio and Crispy up in the house. We got Hearst in the house. There we go. He said he just rolled an extendo. Let's go. That's, that's a good. Yes, that's the spirit on a Friday evening. Any given Sunday calls for it. This is a classic movie. Don't forget, if you guys are not subscribed to the Silver Screen Breakdowns YouTube channel, go do that, and you can watch these live streams with us every Friday night, 8 o'clock West Coast time, 5 Eastern. Yes, sir. And, yeah, let's start it off with what Marty just said. Marty said, what up, Nelly? Get these actors back to work. I'm curious what's going on with all this. What do the actors and the writers, like, what's kind of – the bottom line of what they're fighting for. I know a lot of people are interested in this. Yeah, you know, I, and I can't even tell you because I heard about it about two or three days ago before you mentioned it to me today. Yeah. And something came in the mail because I'm a SAG member too a few weeks ago. So I knew about that. It was that it was possible that it was going to happen. Okay. But I haven't brushed up on it. So I got to do that. But I haven't been auditioning or anything. So it doesn't, it's not affecting me directly. So that's why I haven't, I'm looking at getting an, another agent. Hopefully I was going to get one this year, but if not next year, but I still waiting for some footage. Just shot the short film with Damien, as you spoke to on the phone a few days ago. Yeah. And he's got a couple films that he has footage of that. I'm going to redo my demo reel to get back out there, but I haven't auditioned in years, actually. No, I don't want to say years. I've done a couple of things, but it was like the people, they asked for me. So I've worked, but I haven't been actively you really using the headshots and stuff okay. and getting out there. So, yeah. Shout but, out so to you got the writer's strike is still going on too. Yeah. And at least from what I'm gathering, because I mean, it seemed like the actors part of this came out of nowhere. We've been hearing about the potential writer's strike for, I don't know, maybe a couple months now. And then it finally happens. And then now the actors follow suit as well. And most of it is behind like, Netflix, for example, Netflix doesn't release like any kind of like streaming numbers. They don't let anybody know. And for like residuals, a lot of it's kind of messed up. People want money. I know not every actor wants to be paid up front. Some want the back end money and some of the residuals. And it's hard to get royalties on views and things like that if those kind of numbers aren't being released. So I know there's a big beef with that. And the writers wanting more money oh. as far as that goes. And then as far as the actors go, it is that as well, wanting to be paid proper residuals from like these streaming companies and all that. Because in Netflix, if your movie has like billions of streams on Netflix, the actors just want a piece of that, whatever the piece is. Same thing with the writers. And then it's also just like Hearst said, AI will take over. It's a lot having to do with a lot of this AI technology that's coming out to potentially replace actors, writers, or at least get it to where... They don't need them as much and pay them less, for lack of a better term, I feel, is what this is all about. Yeah, they'll be able to use the AI in certain capacities, but the thing is, people still want to see people, though, so you can't get around that. That's the thing, though. Now, with all the computer technology, it's like even 
you, for example, anything that you've done because of this AI, they can create you acting a part in some movie and it's speaking like you, it's walking like you, it's talking like you. Maybe it's not changing things around for this role, but I'm just using you as an example, but right. that's kind of things that they're moving towards with all this, literally taking someone's likeness and taking their face and all that, not having them act, but putting them in the, but putting them in a movie. You, you so using the image, I've seen some of it. Are you, are you talking about when they morph the image? Okay. You do that for yourself? Not necessarily, you put, like, morphing, space on you. not necessarily morphing the image, but there's just a lot with like podcasts, for example. You can pretty much you could make a podcast in almost like anybody's voice that you want to. Like Bogey was even oh, yeah. about it, that he's got friends who has tracks with Tupac and Biggie and stuff because of Oh this, yeah, yeah. I heard that. That's true. Yeah. This AI technology. And like some of the things are for fun, but it's just people don't want their likeness used for anything that they don't get paid for or don't agree upon, like that kind of stuff. The way I look at it, the laws will straighten it out. I'm not even worried because there's always something, okay, there's always going to be changes. There used to be phone operators back in the 1960s. Yeah. What are we going to do about jobs when there's no more phone operators? What are you going to do when there's cell phones, there's no home phones? There's always something to scare you. Yeah. And then somehow everybody seems to figure it out or they don't figure it out. That's the thing. I remember back in 2000, oh, Y2K, all the computers are going to shut down because the zeros and the ones aren't yeah. going to work. <laughs> and the 19, the, uh, 19, 2012, then 2020. And it's just like all this stuff. Now it's AI. You know what? I ain't buying it. Now, is there some sort of a push into the system that's different? Sure. But I think it'll be straightened out. Let's say, okay, they say they'll use your likeness, but then they're going to create some laws that's against it. And then they're going to have to pay the actor or something. And right yeah. now, the laws have to catch up to it, catch up to the, to the technology. Yeah. It'll straighten itself out. I ain't worried about a thing, man. Yeah. And so, okay, like you do things with like Damien where you're not necessarily working for production companies. This is like your guys' own stuff that you're doing. Maybe it's not, maybe some of it is to make money off of. A lot is for just perfecting your guys' own craft. Like you guys are still allowed to do that kind of stuff, right? You just can't work for like a production company or things like right. that. Yeah, you can do spec. It's called it's called spec productions and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you work that in creative element because you're not making. We're not getting paid, so there's right. no threat to them. So they, they and, and besides, let's say if they we couldn't do it, how are they going to how are they going to regulate it? Because even they, thing, they don't have the manpower to do it. Even one thing that I read is going on. That's why I even asked you: Is everything going to still work with the podcast and everything? Because one thing that I read is that the strike prohibits actors from going on podcasts or any kind of tv or anything and promoting old movies that they've created as well oh i didn't know about that yeah and this is just me reading it off an article like i have no idea what the truth is to it just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true but that was one thing that i read yeah you have to be aware of what their jurisdiction is they can maybe hope for that they hope for a lot of things, but okay, who are they going to hire that's going to regulate all that? <laughs> and it's, that costs a lot of money. It's for just sure. like I said, like a lot of it's just, unless you you tune your own horn and you're, a lot of that does pertain to like mainstream media though. Right. Like, you're, you're good, good Morning America or something like that or some yeah. Joe Rogan maybe, you're not even that. It's network television. Joe Rogan isn't even like network. Yeah, and that would make sense like going on any kind of talk show that's on cable or anything. That, yeah, that, exactly. 
That would make more sense because maybe it's promoting a movie that like literally just came out this year that might still be in movie theaters or something like that. And, yeah, then I worry yeah. about what we're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah, for Promoting sure. Movies that are like thirty <laughs> years old, forty yeah. years old. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and hey, Bogey made it in the house with us. What Hi. Up, Hi guys, I am Bogey. Bogues. Sorry, I was yourself. late. Sorry, I was late. I had to send in my artificial intelligent representation. <laughs> what are I'm, you, a robot? I'm a robot. Traffic. I am still in traffic right now. <laughs> oh, oh man! All right. So we talked a little bit about the actor strike and at least what little we know of that. That's something that we'll be covering. We you do this give me the names. Give me the list of names and I'll have, I'll take care of all of them. We do this every week. So I'm sure as these weeks progress, we're going to have yes. more and more info. I go down the hit list every week. And like we, we cover a lot of football stuff on here and I'm always the guy who's advocating for the players to get more money because the players are the product. Same thing with the actors and the writers. Like we don't give two shits about these CEOs. I know they have to make moves to make sure all these pieces get put in play, but the actors and the writers, those are the ones who are delivering these movies that we love. So yeah, we want them to get paid. You know what sucks? What sucks is when like, you're the one that created something and then people are eating off of it. Yeah, yeah. Because then you'll be able to feel it finally like what these big corporations how they view the little people they don't give a fuck you know what i mean yeah. it's all about their bottom line and then and the fact that sometimes this bottom line is public then they start saying man i only made 15 million y'all made a billion dollars off this movie you start they, and that's the thing too is like i bet you if people were to demand these things beforehand they wouldn't be casted you know right. what i mean it, it sucks because it's such a crab crabs in the bucket mentality that like the ones that don't get over the top they like man this motherfucker fuck them you know what i mean don't go to the grammys remember that shit yeah oh yeah it what happened at the yeah. oscars and they were back at the oscars right because nelly how many okay like when i say denzel washington i'm just talking about denzel washington leo just the ultimate superstar of like actors i'll watch an artifact i watch an ai generated leo movie no what percentage <laughs> of actors are those guys compared to the working actors is it one to 99 or even less than one percent do you think oh those are, yeah it's even i would say it's probably a little less but it's between zero and one percent yeah yeah i can't see it being over two yeah no no way so you're talking the elite of the elite. And we're talking against working actors. We, yeah. We're talking so many actors in the city and in the country too, but yeah. but working actors, there's so many working actors. And then you compare salaries, their salaries compared to the the union rate. Yeah. The daily or the weekly rate. Yeah. Or maybe get double time. You either get time and a half a rate or a double time. I used to get time and a half usually, and I get double time sometimes. Okay. That's usually depending on how good your agent is. And the reason why I'm even bringing that up is because like this union fight, this whole battle striking, it's not for the Denzel Washingtons and the Leos and guys like that. Like I'm sure they want more money for things that they do, but they're pretty well off. And Tino, <laughs> he's what up Tino? It all comes down to today. And either we heal as a team 
or we crumble. This is like I'm Avengers. Inch by inch, play by play. I remember that. That was a great inch by inch, play by play. See it before it happens. Like, yeah, yeah, coach, let's get, let's get up in there. Remember, <laughs> he was like, make sure you guys hang around. If you're listening to this in podcast form and you're listening to Act One right now, make sure you listen to Act Three because we are gonna have a, a nice part of that speech in there. And it, it's crazy because you hear some of the behind the scenes stories of this movie, and. Star-studded cast. Ooh, I'd like to hear the behind the scenes that you got, Alex, up your sleeves. Yeah, so well, star-studded cast. How about we start there before we go into the behind the scenes? Oliver Stone. What? He's the man, of course. Al Pacino and Jamie Foxx. Stone got- does a lot of acting in it, by the way. He does yeah. a lot of acting in it. Heck yeah. He's good. Cameron Diaz, Dennis Quaid, James Woods, what? LL Cool J. What? Uh, hold on, who's the QB? QB, come on, he's a big dog too. Jimmy uh, Fox. No, Dan, uh, oh, Jimmy Fox, uh, Dennis Quaid. There you go. Dennis Quaid, yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed that. I missed that. Lawrence Taylor and Jim Brown. Hold on, hold on. Bill, yeah. Teach him how. Teach them how. <laughs> Bill, Bellamy Bill Bellamy is in there as well. You don't see him on screen too much, but T.O. is actually the number two wide receiver. Terrell Owens. Oh, I didn't this. know that. Yeah. I know Bellamy was. You see Bobby, he's a stand-up comic. I've seen him in town here. Yeah, he, he's, he's really good. Down the street. He's really good. He's the man. And, and her said the list of throwback celebrities. In 99, this is such a star-studded like cast and affair. And, and I'm going to be honest. I love this movie, personally. A lot yeah. of people think this movie is shit. Like, how can it have such a cast and it's all the shittiest roles? And I don't tend to agree with that because I love wow. this movie. So maybe I'm going to see it through rose-colored lenses, as they would say. I don't, I don't agree with anyone who says that. Just the Oliver Stone part of this and then Jamie Foxx. Before he really hits it big, probably like Ray, where he really people really start taking him seriously as a leading man. This is hey, Look at on set. They weren't even taking him serious. Get on your yeah. mark. And Sit that, on your that, mark. That's something we're going to keep talking about throughout this. Jamie Foxx and LL Cool J, like they were really coming to blows. They like, really did. Yeah. That, that actually, in the movie, part of that scene is a shoot. Like that, it's legit. Like they just kept the footage because, like, they were really tussling on the ground. Yeah, and they just mix that. They mix that in. It's supposed to be like a, a shoving match, but LL just really clocks them, and then they just end up using that for the film. I thought it was Jamie in the real life story. Jamie's the one that clocked them. Oh he, no, I think Jamie got but in this in the scene. Oh, okay, I might have it because I know in the scene it's LL. No, because Jamie. Like the entire time, I mean, he talks about this and I might need security. He was like, LL, talk about a method actor. Because I'm oh, just yeah, right. thing on here. Is, I, this is just normal shit. We're just acting offset. I'm just my normal self. But LL, he never came out of character. And <laughs> he was like getting really pissed at me. He's like, man, I didn't like the way you're talking to me in the locker room. He was like, I was just reading the lines. That, that's it. See, read right here in the script. Like, I'm just reading the lines. But LL, he's so pissed at the way that he was talking to him. He was so good <laughs> when he was talking shit to him that LL was not having. He really but you're, you're supposed to be, as, an, as a professional actor, you're supposed to be able to separate the two. Yeah. When I got casted as Bogart Scott Free, I took this role on forever. <laughs> no, but I was say I say you can take the, the role out without doing. Out. You don't have to do it like out when you're not doing the scene. To each their own, but they're not necessarily a better actor on screen. Because like, actors that aren't method actors and they're amazing actors, so it's not. It's like it, this. It, it, I tell you, it's like this. You got professional bodybuilders, right? One will say push pull, and one will say pull. You know the difference? 
like push pull, like you do chest and back together, right? Because they're opposite antagonistic muscle groups. Or you got someone that does back and biceps together, but they're both professional bodybuilders. They both pretty much look the same, but one does one over the other, but they both work, right? When it comes down to, when it comes down to results, that's what you, it comes down to what you got on stage. Now we got outside of the stage, really. I like that take. When I was listening to your take, I actually remixed it and came up with my own. It's kind (laughs) of fucking, it's doggy style. It's a missionary. It's all fucking. Feels good, right? Have four kids, so yeah, the result was there. The oh, proof man. is in the pudding. The pudding, the pudding. And the thing that's crazy, like uh, we talk behind the scenes stuff. Al Pacino, going into this, they said he knew nothing about football. Like very yeah. casual fan, even if that. And they're just like they're talking about the speech that he gives at the end. So we're jumping. Fox had to give him a pep talk. Yeah, he's like, excuse me, sir. Uh, let me get, let me get the, uh, Mr. Pacino. Excuse me. Uh, no. With honor, can you honor me? He didn't even know how to say it to him. He's like, just come on, kid, come out with it. You're supposed to be like our father in here. You know what I mean? Like these kids, they come, they play in the league. They came from nothing. Most of them came from broken homes. They ain't got fathers. These coaches are their fathers. You gotta, you gotta speak to them with in that manner. Al Pacino's not a football guy. And then you got at the end of the movie when they're doing the speech, like Lawrence Taylor said, that was the best speech that a coach has ever delivered to me. <laughs> you know what's crazy is he smoked a lot of crack and did a lot of coke. He's, I tend to believe that he's really sincere. That LT. Yeah, for sure. There's no lie. There's no. Oh lie. yeah, for sure. All right. How about we just uh, we got a couple clips queued up, and how about the clip where Willie Beeman actually gets into the game? A movie pretty much starts off like this. I can't believe this. Can't believe. It. You know anything about Willie Beeman? Oh, wow. They had to take. They had to take the the hockey joint, didn't they? What happened? It's upside down. Come on, get your head out of your ass. Coach doesn't even know who he is. Left two Tomcat. Easy hand off the chair. Look at me. Five. Oh, here comes snap count. What's the snap count? Famous, would you make the call already? Oh, there it is. There it is. That's a first. Yeah, Yeah, that's a first. (laughs) So, we know that he's been in the league for now five years. He's been on four separate teams. We know nothing about him. The announcers know nothing about him. But, what's his name? Cap Rooney. He goes down to to start this game. And then the backup guy goes down, too. Within two or three plays of each other. Seconds. It had to be back. And they fucked this shit up. He had a torn MCL, ACL, all the bullshit. Yeah, James Woods. I love him as the the medical, like the head medical guy or whatever. He's what the hell happened to him? Did he fall off the bench? <laughs> hey, why? What is the run-on joke of? You don't watch Family Guy. I don't really watch Family Guy either. But they, they always be having James Woods in there. Jimmy Woods just—he's a gangster, man. It's like what? He's well respected. Go ahead. 
he was actually one of our clients. When I did this, uh, when I lived in Toronto, I did this li concierge liaison job and he was one of our clients. Nice. I met him a few times. He was a joker, man. Cool dude though. Cool dude. Uh, he was just shooting a movie in New York and in Toronto, flew out of LA. What's that he flight me, like? He, he, he had me meeting people left and right. Hey, you going to meet someone else? You can call me up. He was a cool dude. Jimmy Woods. Uh, he, he's, he's an old school type of dude, like a, a guy's guy type of guy. Yeah. He's the guy that will never not have sideburns, huh? I don't know that, but he's like he's like the John Wayne of two thousand. Yeah, you know what I mean. You never see John Wayne with no sideburns. And her said, "All right, Jim Brown, hell yeah." And yeah, Tino said, "I fucking love this movie." And I can't believe Antonio said he's never seen this movie. Antonio, you got to go see this movie, man. It's an amazing hey, movie. On Antonio, there's a reason why we're doing it's these game of inches. We're getting ready for this. We're getting ready for this football season. This is a classic movie to be able to cover, getting ready for it. Ah. So Willie Beeman's in there now, and you find out re really quickly that Cap is going to be out until the playoffs. And we, he is, he's the ultimate leader in the NFL. He's, he's an all-pro guy. I mean, someone, I don't, won, I don't know if he's won whatever fake league they're in championship because they couldn't get the, the AA, right. whatever. What is it? AAFL, I believe they said. The Alcoholics Anonymous Free Clinic. <laughs> they, could not, they could not get the likeness from the NFL teams at the time. Because, I mean, they're filming this all down in Miami. They said just the people who were coming in, like, on the sideline, just to watch the shoots. Yes. Ridiculous amounts of celebrities coming through. And um, they couldn't get the likeness for the Dolphins and for the NFL. So that's why they make up all these fake teams. And, and why those the unis, Miami Sharks. All the unis are terrible, except for yeah. maybe the Sharks one, because that shit, it looks clean, black and white, you know what I mean? Yeah, the all black and white, yeah, it looks cool. But yeah, everybody else, very default. <laughs> like, no, because you can't copy any NFL-like color scheme. What is it, the Albuquerque Aztecs or something? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> the Houston cattle, cattlers or something? Butterflies. <laughs> the Houston Butterflies. Really, it's for years you can make the dolphins sound tough, right? Oh, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I don't think but butterflies would ever like strike fear into the next man. The hurricanes make sense. The hurricane. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Okay, so now we're at the point where they even tr they they don't want to go with Willie because he played so shitty. They don't want to oh, go to him. Hold on, and I wasn't even gonna jump until okay. until that game yet. How about just the locker room speeches? Like I, this that's what a lot of schlongs out. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about like, like, like halftime. I'm talking about the halftime speeches, the pregame oh, okay. speeches, because like we get schlongs out. <laughs> yeah, you know when in the locker room it just schlongs out, and she's just the owner's camera is just walking around. Go ahead, go ahead, continue. <laughs> don't get those stiffen up on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was just talking to her casually. Yeah, schlong just out. But I'm talking about even in the very beginning and the. Because all the shit with Willie when he got in there, this is the first half of the game. So you go into halftime and you see Jim Brown. He's talking shit to the defense. Motherfuckers, we made it simple enough for you. And this and that just going off. And then Al Pacino <laughs> gets to talk shit. We had three losses in a row. And, of course, we get a little look at LL Cool J and how he likes to bring that. We're only down by three. In the locker room. We can win this month. We got three losses in a row. 
I'm sick and tired of this. Are you? Because if you're not, raise your hand. Come on. If you're going to act like a loser, raise your hand. If you're going to act I like a pussy, you. raise your hand. <laughs> what the hell are you doing, Jay? I didn't want you to be the only pussy with his hand raised, Coach, so I figured I'd help you out. <laughs> okay. Gentlemen. <laughs> you know what, though? I've got a feeling that wasn't scripted. I don't think so either. Because the way Pacino goes, what the hell are you doing? That looked really canon. Like, he didn't know what was going on. And directors will do that sometimes. Hey, stand up and see how he reacts. And he's such a good actor that you just react to whatever you do in the moment. You stay on script. Right. Oh, you're off script, but you stay in character. Because even the way he smiled. Exactly. That, too. I was about to say that, too. Yeah. You guys are getting keen. You guys are getting keen, Alex. (laughs) Because when you're a coach, too, you know what I'm saying? It's You have to play a role, too. He almost broke character. I, you son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's such a serious moment. He's trying to rally his guys. And he got his hand up looking like a jack. You know what I mean? Hey, but see, that's a great way to break the monotony, to break the, the tension anyway. Made everybody laugh. They all came together on something right there. That's what a team, that's what a coach, good coach supposed to try to do anyway. You got to get your guys to come together as a team. The fact that they could all laugh and, and break that tension right there together, it shows in the second half of that game. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure he, LL walked, walked up, st- stood up on his own, or he's told by the director to do that. <laughs> now, Alex, feel free to go ahead and ask me if this movie was like realistic. I was in both forums as far as sports. And when I was a kid, because my, bro- my friend, dad used to coach pro ball. And then, and then the socialites, I was around, my friend played pro hockey. And then I was around all that stuff. So it was funny to watch how the Carmen Diaz character and her mother and stuff. Uh-huh. And, the, and then the party girls in the club and stuff. And then oh, sure. the coach also. getting approached. That's all oh, yeah. freaking real, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, man. I think this is why I gravitated towards this movie as a kid. I was like, man, this is whore. And then, you know, it was funny when they were writing this movie. They were like, we need LT. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could you imagine? He was good, yeah. too. Can well, you need to bring their authenticity to it, right? He was a yeah. player that had a phenomenal career on cocaine. They used a lot of football players, right? Real football. You know, yeah, we mentioned Jim. Barry Switzer was the announcer. He used to coach yep. the Dallas yep. Cowboys, as yep. you guys know. There's a couple other ones, too, I recognize. McGinley, he's in all these movies. That that McGinley actor? Yeah. Yep. He played the reporter? Yep. Wasn't he so just he's... in a movie that we reviewed? Wasn't he in a... Point Break, right? Yeah, Point Break. He's always a sleaze. And every yeah. role that he plays a good sleaze ball. Yeah. That's crazy because he was probably born to play that role. He probably had no no one liked him in real life. They're like, you know what? You'd be great for my movie. And then it just that was the guy he was casting for. Every yeah. role, huh? He's like a little he's like a little, little scummy. Yep. And they love to typecast you in Hollywood too. So I, and for so sure. What you were talking about, Nelly, the relationship between the mom and the daughter. So we get a little bit of insight into Cameron Diaz because she's the owner of the team. And we find out her dad passed away. We don't know when. It had to be somewhat recent. It was recent, though. Yeah. And the mom. And, uh, she's trying to get taken serious as an owner because she's, she's like, hot for an owner. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. she's young. And her dad built a dynasty. Apparently, this was, like, one of the – they're supposed to be, like, the creme de la creme of this league. You know what I mean? Yep. And Al Pacino is supposed to be the creme de la creme of coaches. He's the Belichick of this universe. For sure. It's like, guy am <laughs> and one of the funny storylines in this movie is when we get introduced to Jesse Spano 
and she comes in and it's out. Another great typecast. She plays a phenomenal hooker. Definitely. Yeah, I guess she's played with showgirls too, basically. Anyway. She started, I mean, she's a stripper. I don't think she has sex for money. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's the one that said that it was $1,000 and 5000 for the night, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is Miami, so I'm sure that the, there's call girls just walking around. That's you know, exactly what they're getting, if not more. But, he like, but he like, he's liking on this one, though. I mean, he, yeah, because she's he's such a good coach. And I remember this play that you called like this one year. Yeah, when she was 16 years old or something, she can't wait to get older. Stroking his ego completely. Yeah, off. tell me what. Tell, <laughs> this, dick, this dick is a game of inches. <laughs> I tell you guys, man, even a hooker's aside. You take your average girl that's like dealing with these pro athletes and stuff. Yeah. They're always on their best behavior. This is one side of life that, one side of women that your average dude does not see unless the dude's just a huge player, right? Yeah. The average guy just doesn't see like how well behaved these women are when they're around men of status. So pretty much we've got the story set up here. It's really, they need to win a certain amount of games to make it to the playoffs. They're potentially going to sell the team if they don't win enough games and their star QB is out. They're down to their version of Brock Purdy. For those who need a car. Okay. I will go with that. Yeah. Is Jamie, he's the, the third white Purdy. He's a, he's a third string quarterback. A lot of the other stuff being from Houston, being on four teams in five years, those kind of things don't mesh, but he's someone who super undervalued. And it's because and he, he doesn't care. Later. Because of character issues. Hey, how okay. long? Isn't it crazy how much this movie's about football? And it's like two hours and some change. And it's been that. And, and 240. It's like 240. Damn, bro. Yeah, it's, it's really about the game. I like that. But I just love I love how this one, this is one of those movies that actually focus on the other elements of the game. Contracts, incentives, fucking the steroids and drug, PED usage, the regular recreational drug usage. Like, really how it is in the league. Tino loves him some Brock Purdy, but he said Beeman over Purdy. I think uh, I figured it out why the NFL wouldn't sign off on this is because they're about to show shit like that. You know what I mean? Antonio said, I definitely got to watch this movie. Yeah, and maybe it was. Yes, Antonio. Yes. All the hookers that were around, all the blow. I know they only really had one big party scene where they're all, it's nothing but hookers. Antonio was like, did you blow in there? I'm watching you. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure you can see LT. Back in his element. I'm going to be real with you, too. It was like when I, I actually heard that he was like really getting into character. That was real blow he was sniffing in that movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I never saw a lot of drugs. I saw a lot of alcohol. It's more the innuendos. But or I was like around hockey players, though. Oh, okay, yeah. Like they like to drink, and they like to drink beer mainly. Yeah. We've got the whole story built up. We got Steeman Willie Beeman, the third string quarterback who's in there. We know that. The starting quarterback, the all pro, he's going to come back around playoffs if they make it to playoffs. And if they don't make it to playoffs, they might be selling the team altogether. So I think there's a good spot to wrap up act number one. And for everyone who is listening on podcast form, make sure you subscribe to the Silver Screen Breakdowns YouTube channel and vice versa. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the Silver Screen Breakdowns podcast. And don't leave if you're watching live. Oh, you can find me on Nelson Times on Instagram. Just throw in and search my name. And uh, on YouTube here, you can find my demo real work and some montages of my commercials early on. And then I did a bunch of 
film and TV compilation I put together. It's on YouTube. You got a little channel over there, over here. Yes. And tune in next time for act two of any given Sunday silver screen breakdown. Will our heroes get this team together? Is it a game of inches? Tune in next time, folks. Peace. This ain't a dream, we really live this shit Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit That's where the most high, we the most live